welcome. Welcome, welcome. That's how that's how welcoming we want to be in session nine of community design. This masterclass, we are coming to the end. And in sessions nine and sessions 10, we are going to cover quests. And I have to say, this morning when I was preparing for this session, and I was thinking about everything that we have gone through, community design, structure and pricing, your value journey, your perfect promise, where to attract your new and your first or your next members with your people, their people, and your community's people. And I knew this morning we were coming to quests. And I thought of something that is really exciting. So with the emergence of Mighty Co-host, where we have radically simplified some of those core elements of your community design plan, your big purpose, uh, obviously the ways that you can market out your perfect promise then to your first members, to those next members, the ability to make connections between your members even more effectively and with greater ease. What it fundamentally does is opens your creativity, your time, your energy to look around and say, what are other ways that I can bring magic to my communities? And yes, we have talked about magic in the context of your 11 star experience and how you take somebody on this value journey from free offer to intro offer to what is that core that core membership or that core course of what you are building and then obviously where you can level up. Well, what to me is so exciting is that as we look at that value journey evolving into quests, because what do we know about communities? They are the special world of our hero's journey. We move from our ordinary lives outside of a community into the magic and special world of being able to take on together with other people a bigger challenge, something greater than ourselves, something greater than ourselves, and take on challenges that allow us to stretch and grow in new ways and build new skills and new practices and new habits that allow us to see the world in different ways. And when you think about it, it's when we simplify all of those foundational elements through Mighty Co-host, it allows us to have more time and more energy and more creativity for these kinds of quests for these kinds of quests. So I want to introduce to you in this session four quest types. Online courses, challenges, experiences, and collabs. Online courses, challenges, experiences, and collabs. And when you have more elements of your foundational community design plan that are things you can do now in minutes that before would take hours, days, and in some cases weeks, you have more time and more energy and more creativity to connect with your members and find those places 
where you could offer an online course or set up a challenge or organize an experience or encourage collaborations or collabs between your members. That is profound. That is profound. And as we think about these quests in pursuit of our 11 star experiences, they come together in new and unique ways. So in order to understand each one of these four quest types, things you can do in a community, uh, I'm gonna go through some examples. I'm gonna introduce some templates so things that you can you can pull from to create your own version. And then where it is relevant, I am going to show you ways that we have made this even easier to do here at Mighty. So here are some examples of online courses. Wealth Builders. Wealth Builders is a community for in, in their case, for teaching smart financial decisions, creating more generational wealth, they run a six-week course around creating passive income streams. This might be real estate investing. This might be creating a community or course that essentially runs itself. Those are examples of passive income. And so as they have organized their community, they have within it a space where they have course content, also known as table of contents in terms of the features that you would set up in a space. They have an activity feed for the community. They showcase the members in that course. And then they have events, just like we're doing here with community design. So that is the way that they have pulled together their passive income boot camp. Now let me share another example. I mentioned before when we were talking about structure and pricing, the Flower Boss Academy. Now the Flower Boss Academy has within it a boot camp. Has within it a boot camp. Let me also just say really quickly. I see a question in the chat. These can be paid or they can be free. It's up to you. The examples that I'm giving are examples of paid online courses, but you can also utilize online courses uh, as part of your memberships if you wanna choose, and you don't need to choose to charge at all. So back to the Flower Boss Academy. So they have a Flower Boss Bootcamp that has 12 video modules. They have resources, and it's all around how to plan and launch a floral business. Pretty straightforward. And then what they actually do that I think is, is just becoming standard when it comes to online courses and why it's so important not to just create an online course out there on um, you know, a standalone course platform, but really think about how you integrate, how you integrate courses in community, it's how we learn. And we learn not just from your course materials, but also from each other. So in the case of Flower Boss Academy, they also have within their membership mastermind groups and group coaching sessions. All right, let's have another example. 
this community is called Mastering Composition. And so it is the community and courses of painter, author, and YouTuber, Ian Roberts. He has had over 100,000 people go through his programs. And when we talk about a cohort-based course, what that means is that a set of people are signing up and they are starting with that course material, which you can drip in on a weekly basis or after someone has finished something, or you can make course material, uh, again, in that table of contents available to everyone, available to everyone. In his case, the MC or Mastering Composition Drawing course is that foundational drawing skills for painters. And so it is a cohort-based course. So again, you would set up just like we talked about uh, in, in the Passive Income Bootcamp. You would have your course materials. You can have your community. So basically your activity feed is another way of saying community. Um, oh, this is a great question I've got in the chat. I'll, I'll cover that in a moment, Emily. Um, and then you can have members and you can have events. So this is just another really good example of how courses are being used in the context of a membership or a community. Uh, there is the TMAC Inspired Network host, Dr. Tasha McRae, TMAC, runs month-long cohorts for members all around again to build a strong financial foundation, especially focused on real estate. So the course has weekly mastermind sessions. There are daily goal setting or actions. And then there are resources, course material for members who are in this course, which is called Grow Your Purse Masterclass. Conquer your financial goals with real estate investing. Now, Emily has a, a great question here, which is, what if one course is a prerequisite for another? How might you set that up? So here is, I, like, I got to say, at moments like this, Emily, I have such gratitude for our team here at Mighty because we now have the ability for you to do the following. You can set up a space that is the default space for new members coming in. So let's say, for example, you have new members coming in and you really need them to take step one, step two, step three. That could be a foundational course that then goes into the next course that then goes into the next course. So you can set up a space with a web page that basically says, hey, everybody, this is the foundational course. And then either if, if it's if it's paid, you can you can you can have that button right there that then just has people go directly into that. You can also market it uh, in a separate space. All of these things are available to you. Now, here's the cool thing about that next course. You could make that course paid. You can have an application process. That's actually something we're about to, to roll out for. You can do that today for private spaces, but you'll be able to do that for paid spaces. You could also make it secret and only show it to people once they have graduated from that foundational course, from that foundational course. Um, Nairi has found that decision to be able to say, hey, all new members 
you're going here. I love it. We're about to do a couple really fun things with it in Mighty Community. It is awesome. And it really has come from the conversations that we're all having together. It takes a village to build a community platform. So hopefully that answers uh, that question. So grow your purse masterclass. Wonderful, wonderful example of a course. Another example of a course, educator wellness and SEL platform, social emotional learning platform. There is a social emotional learning course within it where it is all around a year-long program. So you can have courses that might be something that somebody can, can connect and do in an hour. It might be the kind of thing where you want to have a year-long program. Now, this is a, probably a good moment to just articulate something that I mentioned in an earlier session, but what is the difference between a community and a course? Well, in the case of a community, we talked about this specifically in uh, monthly themes. In the case of a community, you want people to be able to join, drop in, and really have a, an amazing experience with a magical first moment when they're joining, all the way through to being able to be a part of a monthly theme, even if they are part of that community for the first time. So in that earlier session where we talk about monthly themes, all of the monthly themes that you want to have in a community are really things that any new person that is drawn to your big purpose, who is excited about your year in the life, that progress that your community offers, that they can come in and participate. They can share their stories, their experiences, and their ideas. In the case of courses, courses have a structure to them. They have a beginning, they have a middle, and they have an end. Just like this community design masterclass. They have a beginning, they have a middle, and they have an end. So in a year-long program, there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. Doesn't mean you can't layer on top and take advantage of monthly themes or a weekly calendar. You absolutely can. But when it is a course, you can also assume that somebody has started with session one or week one, and you're going through it together all the way to week 52. So hopefully that provides a little bit more context for the difference between a community and a course. Did you think we were done with course examples? Because we are not. We are not. The Quilty Nook workshops live within Quilty Nook, which is a community for those exploring textiles and the world with curious, like-minded creatives, which I love. And also it is a fun concept. So the Quilty Nook offers courses that cover every aspect of quilting from rag rugs to rope bowls and everything in between. So again, taking full advantage of that table of contents, which you can rename to anything you would like. It's your course material. It's that step-by-step -step instruction, but also supply lists, live tutorials, and the community so that people just like on those live streams can follow along with artists 
as each and every one are creating quilts that have those specific workshop practices. Really fun, really great way of working. So, so now let's talk about templates. What is, what is course? Uh, Nairi asked a question. So the table of contents is also where we can put recaps too. Yeah, you can put recaps in your table of contents. Again, it's just a structure for content, course content. You can also put them in the event replays like we do here in the Community Design Accelerator. So let's come back to what is. So if you are feeling like you want to have a course that just tackles a specific topic, that is a what is X course. So what is community design is a great example. Uh, you can obviously play with the phrasing in any of these templates. These are just to give you some additional concrete ideas for how you can translate a quest into your community. You can also look to a course to help people with a big goal. The other way to think about courses, if you haven't done so already, or you're just like intrigued, is looking at having a beginner's guide, an intermediate guide, and an expert guide. So beginner, intermediate, expert, you can see courses are fantastic for beginning, middle, and end. Now, how have we helped to make creating courses on Mighty radically easier? Hopefully every time you hear me talk about Mighty Co-host or you see Mighty Co-host, you are thinking, hey, this is potentially going to make what I want to do radically easier. Can I get, can I get a couple emojis from that? Because I hope, I feel like it's becoming more and more obvious. Oh my gosh. Paolo, I had another platform for two years and could never launch my online course. Now with Mighty Networks, I launched a core course and three workshops too. Ooh, I love the emojis I'm getting. Even the crazy face or the, the loopy face, I should say, Graciela. Okay. So now think about taking one of those templates, like what is community design and putting it into this instant course outline this instant course outline that now exists every time you have uh, turned on the table of contents. So Mighty Co-host is going to suggest a course outline based on the idea that you want to explore for that course. And then it will set that outline up for you. Now, it doesn't do all of the content. And that's in part because we want we want you to actually be invested in it. Again, people pay attention not just to what they pay for, but what they build. And so this is this is so that you never have a blank piece of paper. And it's that's really an antiquated way of saying it. You never have a blank screen that you are looking at. Uh, but you are really able to explore different ideas. Oh, that's a really good point. Or that's terrible. And I'm going to do it differently. All of that spark, pun, or using that term consciously here uh, as we move forward and be able to put this together, save it, and then start to build it out from there. 
Okay. Speaking of sparks, um, I really want not just to offer ease of creation with mighty co-host, which is sending things off to GPT-4, so ChatGPT's sort of back end, and then pulling it through and prompting through community design. Um, but I want to really encourage you to think about courses taking full advantage of what we call Spark. Uh, that's what you've experienced here in the Community Design Masterclass. And it is the easiest way to get your head around how to set up a course, but also for your members to be able to absorb that course. So start with the subject. Again, the course outline um, makes it much easier to understand what all of your sparks would be. But in each of those sections or each of those lessons, think about one subject, support that subject through people's stories or examples, offer your students or your members an action. That action then helps them get a result. That result builds knowledge. And as you build Spark on top of Spark, we are together making progress. So if you go into the Community Design Accelerator right now and you go and you look at the course materials for community design, you see how each of the sections are a spark that builds off of the prior spark. Each has a section that, or sorry, each has a subject, people's stories, action, result and knowledge. And here's here's what I think is is really profound is you as the instructor, you as the instructor, you are here to offer the subject, pull in people's stories, including your own, offer your members or students that action. But at the end of the day, it's up to your members or your students to do that action to that's really sort of the, the handoff is to that action then for you as members or students to get that result or that knowledge and build the sparks yourself. Build the sparks yourself. All right. Here's an example of a spark that you have experienced yourself. Let's take your big purpose. I gave you more than three examples, but started with three examples. Then I asked you to write your big purpose or simply use Mighty Co-host to edit your big purpose. Then what, what do you have? You have a result of a big purpose that absolutely will attract members. And you have the knowledge that a big purpose will give you the strongest foundation to build your community. That's an example of a spark. And do you see what I just did there? I gave an example. Okay. So how do you start to translate the concept of a spark course into your mighty network? So number one, you set up a space within that space. You have 
native features, the native features that you would want for a Spark course, actually real flexible. You can have a content only Spark course, which is just those course materials. Again, that's just choosing the table of contents. You probably wanna have a welcome article right at the front of that, but that would be how you can just have content. And then your community is the overall community that this content only course lives in. So it's a really good way. You can even think about it as a way to organize, a way to organize your content. Um, so that it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It helps somebody go through it step by step. That is a really good use of a content-only course. Then there are cohort-based courses. Now, here's how I separate out a cohort-based course versus a community course. And to be totally fair, it is uh, it is uh, very nuanced. Uh, it literally is like, which do you have people go to first, the course material or the community? So in the case of this example here, a cohort-based course has the course material first. They would land on your members or your students would land on your, your course materials, land on that table of contents, whatever you want to call it. And then the chat or the activity feed or the community is behind it. A cohort-based course that course material comes first, chat comes second. In a community course, which is what we have here in community design, you start with the community. You start with the community. So as you guys see, when you land on the community design accelerator space, you are landing on the activity feed. You are landing on the community. Then the course material is behind it course material is behind it. That's an example of a community course. So all you're doing is swapping. Are people landing on a course material or are they landing on the community first? And that's the, the primary difference between a cohort-based course and a community course. Uh, I have a couple of questions here that I think are kind of interesting. Is there a way to set up groups in a cohort that communicate privately? Ditto with pairs of people. So Julia, the best way to do that is using direct messages where you can create a, uh, a thread with multiple people, up to nine people in a direct message. Now that direct message um, feature set lives at the network level. So that's one of the trade-offs that you would make. But if you think about it, you can set up a space. You have, let's say 30 members in it. You basically are like, hey, everybody, we're gonna break up into smaller groups of five. You would have, um, within that space, organizing what those direct messages would be, and then ask people to create them as direct message threads. So that would be one way of doing it. And obviously that would also be the way that you could set up pairs of people as well. Uh, Roland asks, can members pay each other on Mighty Networks for services or products uh, on my Mighty Networks platform? Not in product. Not on product. There's there's some ways to do it um, on some of our, our more premium plans where you can have a space host who's sort of set up and is organizing that space. So that would be one way that they could get paid for. Let's say if you want to delegate to a space host uh, or somebody else to run a course within your community or membership, that would be one way to do it. We don't have marketplace features in Mighty where you know two members could actually 
transact with each other. So I'm not sure exactly if, if that's helpful. Uh, Mira asks, how active do you need to be in terms of posting and responding in the cohort and community courses? And can you pre-schedule posts and prompts in chat? So uh, yes to... I think you can pre-schedule. No, I think you can do it in the activity feed, not in chat quite yet, Mira. So think about it as if you want to really take full advantage of scheduling, you can absolutely do that in the activity feed. So you can set up your questions in advance, for example. Uh, and then in terms of your course material, you can schedule when your course material drops, meaning when it publishes out to people. So for example, if you want to set up Monday, here's the new lesson. It just dropped. You can go ahead and do that based on time, not just completion rate or or the like. Um, Maya just posted about scheduling posts uh, in the FAQ. And in terms of how often, it really depends. Um, you know, we like to, in community design, uh, we like to be in there daily because we like answering people's questions because you guys are actually super fun and interesting and we love your questions. Uh, and so that is what we do. We've also seen courses be very successful um, with a lot less than that. And then obviously for a content only course, there are no people in it. So it's much more about the content at that point. So hopefully those are inspiring, thought-provoking, and hopefully very concrete ways that you could take full advantage of creating online courses as the first kind of quest in your community. Now let's shift to the second of our four quest types, challenges. One of our favorites is the 30-day yoga challenge from Yoga with Adrian. This is how Yoga with Adrian went from when they when they started uh, on Mighty. They were coming from a 35,000-person Facebook group that was getting increasingly toxic. And they were like, okay, we need to move to a new spot away from the noise, clutter, and toxicity of Facebook. Uh, they found Mighty. And what they did to not only bring those those members over for a very different experience in their mighty network but they also have grown substantially since then by having a 30-day yoga challenge every december january and it has a different theme every year and it's a new challenge so it's 30 challenges over 30 days. It is that that step up every year that really reinvigorates and refreshes the Yoga with Adrian community, which is called Kula. And that is one of my favorites. Um, 100 days of songwriting. So in the 100 days of songwriting, guess what? It's a 100-day challenge all around songwriting. It really brings focus to the community where members are writing music and they're sharing feedback. And, and because they are signing up for that 100-day challenge, what's really fun is they're all in it together. This is also where it's like having and finding those ideal members when you can create a challenge for them, to, whether it's at the beginning, like 30 days of yoga or 100 days of songwriting 
really, really powerful ways of activating your community. Okay, I love the steak and butter gang because the steak and butter gang is one of the most memorable names for keto diets. So the carnivore challenge, the carnivore challenge is the exact opposite of what would be a vegan challenge. Uh, it is a monthly challenge where you are a part of that keto diet activation where there are guest speakers, there are new fasting schedules, meal plans, and it is it is all around it is all around how you can embrace a keto diet and really see if it's right for you. The other nice thing about sort of 30 days, there is a ton of research that supports it is kind of the 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 right time frame with the right intention to create a new practice or a new habit, which we know, which we know is really one of the most powerful aspects of community and community building. All right, Dreamhaven. Dreamhaven, the Mind Body Transformation Challenge. So this is a seven-day challenge where it is all around reframing. What is that relationship that you have in your mind, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, um, analytically with your body? And each of the seven days, each of the seven days is about how you are growing, love you have for yourself, and positive acceptance. This is a really special one. So from borderline to beautiful. So this is for people who have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder or BPD and their loved ones. And it's about what is your identity? How are you navigating living with BPD? So there are monthly challenges that are all around creating daily goals, having that structure that is really, really important as you are building new identity in, in addition to navigating new practices, new habits, and how you're building the life that you want. Okay. Uh, star resources, star resources from someday to done. I love that. I love that expression from someday to done. So this is, this is a community that is all around resetting intention, where and how you are combining research into a concrete monthly set of challenges around your daily tasks. So monthly challenges around your daily tasks. So very, very compelling. Uh, and then as we shift here, uh, I, I'm seeing a question actually around, okay, well, how could there be a leaderboard related to uh, a challenge? Here's actually the way that you would do it. So I'm seeing like, oh, you know, it, we, we actually have it, which is you can use top members. So think about if you if you create a space for, a, for example, a seven-day challenge, the way that you can use the leaderboard is you can create in, you can have discovery or you can have the member 
as the one of the features that you've turned on. And then what you can do is really shine a spotlight on the top members who are in that space. Shine a light on the top members in that space or use discovery for showcasing top members, showcasing top posts. Those would all have the people who are in the challenge. People in the challenge. Uh, Melina asks a question. Uh, how do you set up a challenge? Uh, so you can set it up in a lot of different ways. Um, you definitely are going to want to have the activity feed in your challenge. You're probably going to want to start with a simple web page. So land people on a simple web page that talks through the challenge. Then you have the activity feed. I also love events. So you have, you could have a daily standup, for example, related to that challenge. And then you can take advantage of your top members in discovery or a leaderboard. Dr. Ross points out, how do you keep the, the hosts off the top member list right now? You don't. So you can just, hopefully you're not going to have a ton of people in your challenge that that you know is overwhelmed by hosts. So I would just say you can pull that out um, as you again shine a spotlight on those members who are are your top members who aren't hosts. All right. So what are some other challenge templates, or how do you think about the types of challenge examples that I just showed you? You can have an ambassador challenge. So this is who is referring the most members who is nominating the most members, who is inviting the most members over a designated period of time. And then you can have prizes for the winner. And it might just be a simple spotlight because as we talked about in the last session, you want to make sure that you don't replace intrinsic motivation or people that are building and, and inviting and are ambassadors because they love the community that, that we're creating together as opposed to extrinsic motivation. They want that money because even if you think that it's going to work, it tends to not work. An impact challenge. So have a way to challenge members to have an impact in the lives, both of potentially other members or other people. A fundraising challenge. Set a fundraising goal, hit that goal. A healthy habit challenge. It sounds kind of like, you know, cutesy, but think about what you could do in terms of offering your members a challenge that is about mind, body, and spirit related to, again, one of, one of the key aspects of community is its ability to help people build new practices and new habits. Uh, and then lastly, a course completion challenge. A course completion challenge. And that's pretty cool because you can combine different quests together in one place, in one place. Okay. I, I see an interesting question from Daniel. Somewhat related question here. Is there an instructor view or a student view for the host? Um, there is not a toggle. We don't have a toggle. That's something that we definitely want to add. Daniel, the best way to do this would be to go incognito when you want to have that student view relative to the host view or the instructor view. Not the ideal situation. We will add that toggle at some point. But right now, we got other things that are awesome and that are coming. Oh, incognito on your browser. So I, I can help you with that uh, when we get off here. Okay. 
we are now halfway through our four kinds of quests and i am gonna jump to the surprise which is we have got we have got a guide to 500 quests 500 quests so those templates we took them and used them ourselves to offer you 500 different ideas for quests that again we never want you to be without a sense of abundance when it comes to what you can bring to your community it's one of the the the, the things i'm the most proud of i'm the most motivated by the thing that i think is just super super important is when we talk about community and when we're talking to hosts just like you just like you we want you to have that sense of abundance not to overwhelm but to inspire so now as we shift to actions i'm very excited about this i'm very very excited about this uh randy thank you only 500. i know in a world of infinite possibilities that just seems like nothing at the time that we first created it and we continue to refine it we'll keep adding to it as well uh so your actions i just changed this in real time because i think this is even more pro profound and interesting and fun to do, which is as you look across the 500 quests and let's just even take the two quest types that we've tackled. We're about to tackle the next two in the next session. What are three concrete quests you want to do in your community either now or in the future? So do you want to have an introductory course? Do you want to have a challenge, a seven day challenge or a 30 day challenge? And what would it be? So three quests, post them fast in our community design accelerator. And that's the action. How many people are like, okay, Gina, I'm in, I'm in. I can do, I can do three quests. You've already given me so many in this amazing session that I have been a part of this morning live. Um, great, Simon, courses. Okay, what kind of courses? Give me, get, let's get more specific. So what is your intro course? What does that look like? The more, the more that you can practice specificity, the more that you can practice, here's that sharper definition. First time home buyers. Okay, I love that. Uh, Nyreas, I wanna do an intro course. I love that. The, we got one down two more to go so we'll go ahead get excited if you're not inspired by online courses or challenges we have got two other kinds of quests in experiences and in collabs in our next session so i can't wait to see you there i am looking forward to it and i'll leave this chat open for a little bit longer and really thank you again for being a part of this live stream. I really am grateful that you've spent the time with me this morning.